Align Your Practice podcast with Dr. Cliff Fisher, where your best practice and life awaits you. Are you tired of running a practice on your own? We want to come alongside you with experts to help you create your dream practice and your dream life. Here is your host. All right, Tribe, welcome back to Align Your Practice with Dr. Cliff and Dr. Joe, brought to you by Align Life, where we want to give you the tools to find and create your aligned life. So last time, Joe, we were talking about people. This time, we're talking about rocks and meeting pulses. And so we're talking about really about traction in the book, Traction. And so I'd love to hear your insights on this. I know, you, you know you've know you done extensive research and work inside of this, and we've been running in Align Life for years. And so um, love to hear from yeah, you on that. Love to talk about. It. I'm excited for this topic. Um, so we're going over rocks. I think we should define what what the concept is of rocks if people aren't familiar with that culture. Uh, but it came from Stephen Covey, and years ago, when he in one of his books, he talked about you know making sure we focus on the big rocks in life, whether it be relationship, your business, your finance. And what he did is he had a big jar on the table. And he had a bunch of big rocks and he had a bunch of small rocks and he had some pebbles and then he had some sand, he had some water and he had two buckets, uh, two clear cylinders. And the first one, he added the water first, which is if you look at life, that's kind of like the interruptions, the water that splashes you, the adversities that you don't plan. So he poured the water in. Then he poured all the sand in and the sand would be like interruptions, like emails and social and all that stuff that you spend a little too much time on that you shouldn't. Yeah, he put all the pebbles in and then he put all the the small rocks in and then the big rocks in life, the relationship, the business, the things that are going to move your life, your consciousness. He couldn't fit them in. So he couldn't get one of the three rocks. So he had to leave the two big rocks out. So to make a long story, I guess, longer (laughs) (laughs) the story, then he had the other cylinder, the, uh, the glass cylinder, and he put the big rocks in the three, four big rocks and the little rocks. Smaller rocks went around the big rocks and then the pebbles went around the little rocks and then the sand went between all of it and the water fit in, everything fit in the jar. So his point on rocks is when we use it in business is what are the big lifts, the big moves, not on tactical delivering your product, your service, but to enhance your ability to deliver the product or service in a better way, more efficient way, more profitable way. Uh, And those are the rocks. So sorry for the long explanation but i thought that was good for them to know no i don't think that i think that was perfect and i think the thought on that and what rocks are we talk about rocks because it's like a one of our love languages and so we talk about it all the time but they are like just like you said three or four big projects that you want to get done in a quarter that ultimately help you achieve your annual goals one of the places i know i went sideways is i would do my annual goals and then some of my rocks wouldn't line up and then i wouldn't reach my goal and i was frustrated versus now like I have one big goal and I have four quarters to make all of those rocks equal that one big goal. And, you know, I think it was the big, hairy, audacious goal. And that was what out of, um, what was that out of? Oh, that's, uh, I think Jim Collins. I don't know. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Jim Uh, Collins. Good to great. So, yeah, that's a good point. And what I love about business is it, it, I cannot escape the experience of raising consciousness in business because you just become consistently more self-aware. If And <laughs> self-awareness creates more profit because you reduce friction. So what you're saying is you started to see, I have these big projects that are not in line with this goal, which is friction, it's resistance. But if you didn't have the stated project, the rock, 
you didn't document it. You didn't have a stated goal. You weren't reviewing it monthly. You would never see that like 90% of entrepreneurs out there. So I, I think that's a great point, Cliff, is being self-aware of the different pieces, how they come together to remove friction or resistance in your business so you can scale without not more work, not more money, not more time, just less resistance, right? Yeah. The book you recommended, you and uh, Joe Clarino on um, Road Less Stupid, it's really about removing friction and just finding out the, your awareness about the truth, right? Just like chiropractic, focus on yeah. problems versus symptoms. So Yeah, and that's such a great book. And, you know, in there, it's two less is more. It's not about making, you know, more like we want to make decisions quickly, but also we want to make decisions to say no. Like we need to say no more often. My other problem when I was doing rocks was I would have like, well, I have a big team, so I'm going to do seven or eight rocks. And instead of getting three completed, I would have a seven or eight that were 80 to 90% done, but they never completed. So then we went to the next eight or nine. And so in a year, we never completed them. So it was always this unfinished project. And then I think when you look at a project like a rock, you and I just discussed the document like a called a rock charter or a rock workup or something of that nature. Yeah. You really want to quantify, like you said, when we, you, your first statement is its effect on the business. So is there dollars associated with it? Is there efficiency? What, what is attached to it as an outcome? Because if you don't, I love the diagram when you look at that, what is it called like a Gantt chart where it's like, here's underway, here's underway, here's underway. Oh, I started these six over here. I started these three <laughs> and the money's attached to the completion. You launch a program or a service, you improve your customer service, whatever you're doing, the outcome is where the leverageability is. And what entrepreneurs right. like you and I and the rest of the world is we get caught in looking for the new because we're not, again, conscious about <laughs> our awareness about its effect on the business. So we just keep doing more. So that's, those of you listening, that is 30 years of pain. That's not... Uh, <laughs> That's not something last week. That's something you, you will continue to do as an entrepreneur because it's your energy style. It's your energy style as an entrepreneur. Yeah. I think as an entrepreneur, they say you're very unlikely to starve, but you will drown. It's so true. <laughs> they, entrepreneurs don't starve. They drown because they overwork themselves. It's so true. Yeah. Um, so, so let's one break that down now, like a rock. You, it's not a tactical thing you do every day. It's not. It's not something in the everyday flow. It's a way to lift the business. So I'll give a couple examples and then we can talk through some of it. Let's say it would be like documenting your operations manual, your operations in a manual. That's a big <laughs> lift. That may, be, that may be, when you learn this, that may be four quarters. So what you'll do is you'll think you'll do that in a quarter. You won't get it done. You'll be upset. <laughs> what you would do is say, I'm going to document marketing first quarter. I'm going to operate operations second quarter. I'm going to document, uh, and hopefully that makes sense to people listening, because every time you have a thought, you think it's all fit in one rock, which is a quarter cycle, 90 days. And what you'll find is most of the time, there's five, eight rocks in that, uh, in that project, and it could be a year or two years, right? Wouldn't that be a lesson learned? That's a lesson learned I had, Cliff. I don't know. Oh, heck yeah. Like another great rock is like, oh, let me bring on a new team member. Well, in my companies now, it's that's the three-quarter project. The first one is finding them, hiring them, and then bringing them on board. And so it ends up being like three quarters, depending on where it falls in a quarter. Sometimes you can do that in two quarters. Like 
finding and hiring can be one quarter, but onboarding is a full quarter project and it takes the place of another rock. So I don't add another thing on there thinking I can do more so than true. I can. That's, that's the awareness. And I, I was looking at <laughs> another one, like we had launching a learning management system, an LMS system. <laughs> that, was, that was a rock, launch it. And then we realized it's find the best one was one quarter. Architect it was the next quarter. Build out a course was the third quarter. Launch a minimal viable product was the next quarter. That was a year. <laughs> and then we tried to do it in like 90 days. So yeah. these are all awareness for you guys is uh, pick something that you know can be completed in the time and make it painfully less work than what you think into one rock. <laughs> right? Yeah. And like, in, in you know, we talked earlier and you sent me the document on making them a smart rock. So a smart rock is specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. So your rocks have to be a toggle, yes or no. They can't be like, oh, yeah, I think we got there. Did we get there or not get there? Um, so, and yeah, you just don't want to play project. Yeah, why is it so important? Because in business, not only are we overdoing too many projects that don't go to completion, like you mentioned, the second big pain in business is we don't keep accountability. So that's it, it's not accountable. So like Cliff said, at the end of the quarter, you have to know, is it completed or not completed? It's a yes or no question. It's not an almost done, oh, I got three more things. It's yes or no, was it done? And then you, the beauty of all of it to me is the rating. So if it was Cliff and I, and we were rating, he had four rocks and I had five rocks, at the end of the quarter, the, the leader is going to ask, Joe, you had five rocks. Did you complete this? Done. Complete this? Done. Complete this? Done. Not, next one? Not done. Not done. Okay. So you got three to five. You have a 60% completion ratio. Cliff had three rocks and he got all three done. He has a 100% completion ratio. Now we know efficiencies inside of teams and departments. And we know, guess what? If Cliff, Cliff did three out of three, guess what he's probably going to do next quarter? We, we are who we are. We do what we do. So now I can become more self-aware and more efficient and realize that I can maybe be 80%. I could work on it. But efficient people will drive outcomes, and it's just the way they are. And then we have to all see where we're at and learn how to be more efficient to complete the rocks. So you have to have an outcome, an endpoint of things, because you said, we just keep creating new stuff and don't even realize we didn't finish because it's not documented, right? Yeah. And to your point, Joe, like a good stat is to – like as a company have 80% of your rocks completed like that, you know, that would be kind of the gold standard or the aligned standard um, in that space. If we're hitting 80%, then that's a good thing because there's going to be things that come up. There's going to be, you know, like, Oh, we have to roll this into the next one. It's a lot bigger project. And so to get the, that integrity right though, with that as soon as possible is really important. And, and in the clinic setting, everyone is, involved in the outcome, the clinical outcome, usually everyone, not everyone always like a, a back office CA, but most people are involved in the, the delivery and the execution of a clinical experience for a patient. So you don't have probably three days that you're behind a desk without patients in a clinic setting. So these rocks gotta be small, tight, efficient ways to enhance the business. Um, and then your office manager, or if you want to use the word integrator or case manager, or a leader, a care manager, whatever you're calling the, the leader that's running the operations, their stat, their KPI, their key performance indicator is how many of the team members are up stat 
and what percent. So if you have five team members with three rocks each, that's 15 rocks. So that leader's KPI is what percent are upstat? 15 out of the people and there's 10. She's running a 66% efficiency of her management, her leadership ability because she yep. got 10 out of 15 from her team because that's her job is that, right. that team, that manager. So that to me is a big change I've made is to really figure out how to uh, assess leadership of the operator, the integrator, you know, the, the office manager. What do you think of that, Cliff? I don't know if you've used That's that. A 10. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're spot on on it. I'm just bringing up some office managers in my offices. So that will be on there starting, you know, beginning of this next year. They've been on mine um, and I've been tracking them for myself and, the hard part is I'm a visionary. So you really want an integrator to be in charge of that because they'll follow that up weekly. And so that's what I've been making my changes this last quarter. And it's been a lot better. And we've seen a lot better results in each of the clinics and how they're performing and producing. I like the three I like for, and I had a debate with uh, Stu, uh, my friend Stu last week about this. Should profit be on the manager because they're running budgets? So is it the CEO, is it the leader, the owner, or is it the manager? Um, and I find uh, he found more the, the leader, I found more the operator, because the operator's running the budget, the leader's not running the budget, and that's how you get to squeeze the profit of the business. So um, I think that operator should be pro net profit, uh, revenue per employee, efficiency of the team, and number of rocks percentage completed going off on a tangent, but that's just a little little nugget for you guys as your manager. But getting back to rocks. Um, uh, Joe, let me like let me just tail on that too. Like I, I agree with you. As long as the integrator office manager has input to how money's being spent. Because if they don't have true. input on how money's spent, then they can't own that. And so, then it, so as long as they have input. Yeah, if, if they're running the budget themselves and they're making the decision, if not, it's a patronized stat. It's a very good point. Like in an office, though, like I was like, oh, I'm going to donate all this money to charity. Like we had this charity. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to donate this. And I didn't talk to my integrator, my office manager about it. She's like, we didn't even talk about that. She goes, I'm happy we donated that money, but that's impacting my stat. So you just want to make sure that you, when you do that, you have that in that conversation with them if you're giving them ownership. Very good point. They got to be able to control the outcome or you can't give that stuff. That's a great lesson for everyone. So when we're talking about rocks, we should have about, like Cliff said, three to seven. We recommend three or maybe even two for a clinic because it's very operationally heavy versus an, uh, a company that has, you know, let's say running a tanning salon and there's some people up front and then the owner and the managers in the back running the business, usually in a chiropractic center everyone's operating and, and part of the patient experience or most are, right? So you just don't have the massive excess time. So you want to be a little tighter. I would say two to three rocks for the company. And then each person should have two to three rocks. Now you may have a company rock as your rock. So that's one of yours. Yep. You may have two others, but at the end of the day, everyone has two to three things that they're doing to improve the business. Yeah, I think that's spot on. And I think less is more like we think, oh, if we put more on there, we're going to get more done. It's actually the opposite. Three is about the maximum that I found offices can focus on with the, you know, 
30, 40 offices I work with on these. Um, that's where the sweet spot is, is that two to three. And the other thing too, is we also on our rocks, we have a space where we call our parking lot. So if we finish a rock early, cause one of the things I don't want to stretch a rock out to 90 days, if it only needs to be 40. And so if we finish it, we want to move on and add another rock later. I'm a hundred percent on board for that, but have the three, make sure you finish the three. Cause those three have to get us to our final goal for the end of year. Yeah, that's great. Great point. Um, and that's, that's such a great, I would recommend everyone have a parking lot when you're doing your strategy sessions because you're going to want to do everything, but you'll have peace <laughs> of mind knowing it goes on that parking lot or that brainstorm list or whatever you want to call it. It's basically rocks and projects that don't have a date on them. They're yeah. still there. They didn't leave. You're not losing them. And you know what's so exciting? If you finish your three rocks, you can grab another one. So don't yep. feel you're like you know so scared that you don't have enough projects because you know you want to do them all you keep them on and pull them like cliff said and add them if you finish your rocks and one of the things i really like is i have a um like a dry erase a laminated piece of paper that has all my whole year and i have all my quarterly rocks so i'm allowed to put three in each one and so i keep that and i'm like i can you know dry erase it and move it over if i need to but it just lets you look at the whole year they're saying okay I'm going to get this done over this year because I think commonly we overestimate what we can do in a week and underestimate what we can do in a year. And so having that further out view helps you get those things done so that you can build the company and the life that's aligned and the life of your dreams. So, yeah, that's, that's some, that's a common statement is oh, as humans, we overestimate what we can do in the short term and underestimate what we do in the long term. Tony Robbins said, uh, he even said we overestimate what we could do in one year and underestimate what we do in a decade. So no matter yeah. what stage you say, <laughs> you're always underestimating the life experience and you're overestimating the short term. So um, doing less, getting completion, because there is this, a, a consciousness around constantly completing uh, on time and seeing a change and a growth to your business revenue because then you fool yourself into thinking you can accomplish anything you want because you keep doing everything and then you keep driving everything and then you keep doing it and it becomes this mature culture. Um, and that's the biggest part of the business is the culture of like, we are accountable, we complete the expectation and it drives our business. And that's a culture that could take you two or three years to refine, to be honest with you, even with these yeah. tools, so. And I think that CEO book, really, there's a chapter in there, I think it's chapter eight or nine, um, where it talks about like changing the culture in your business. So just because it's been a certain way doesn't mean it needs to continue being a certain way. And I would, I would put a line in the sand when you do that, when you talk to your team, say, listen, and I've had this conversation. You know, we're all mission-based. We're all awesome people. We're, we're doing great things for great people but we're going to make this line of sand boom now about accountability or this about expectation or about our respect or whatever it is you're doing as a leader, I would put that line in the sand and then present it and honor it yourself first and then you know work on the team. All right. So I think that will wrap up this episode. What we'll do next time is we're going to go into meeting rhythms. So now that we've talked about our rocks and how to build our rocks, next time we're going to actually talk about our meeting rhythms, how we hold everybody accountable to these things, how we create them. And then we'll do an overview and just a review of traction. And then we'll get into some end of year and beginning of year things in the episodes after that. So Joe, thanks for your expertise and knowledge in this. You killed it. I really appreciate you. And, awesome. Um, all right. See you guys thanks. next week. 
for opportunities to build your dream practice. Presented by Dr. Fisher. Reach out to Align Life Centers for Natural Health at AlignLifeOpportunity.com.